Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, The Path Less Traveled with Monica, Krista, and Maria. Today, we are here to discuss what BFF means to us. And so to begin, I'm going to turn it over to Krista, who is going to share a story about her recent vacation that she took um, that kind of ties into what we want to talk about today. So Krista, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Maria. Uh, So my sister and I, we went recently to the North Shore of Minnesota. And on the North Shore, we were able to go camping and hiking. Um, And on the way back down from Grand Portage, Minnesota, we went to one waterfall. And on the way back, a ranger stopped us and we were talking for a little bit. He recommended that we take this beautiful hike that is really close to where we were right then. Um, But he told us that we needed to have the proper shoes on and we needed to not hike on the trail, but to hike in the river. Um, And so my sister and I, we went there and we were able to hike up the river and this river, um, just beautiful, beautiful, rocky terrain and the the walls of the, um, on the side of the river, they just continued every single step we took, continued to just grow bigger and bigger. Um, and eventually we get to what I thought was the end of the path, the path, but my sister looked at it and she's like, it's just a waterfall. Like let's, let's try climbing up it. So she went up the waterfall and she took it pretty easily and told me, she's like, Krista, you should do it too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and I wanted to, but I had recently hurt my back. So I needed a lot of help. So she, she helped me up the waterfall. I'm, I'm very grateful that she did because as we're continuing on this hike in the river, the walls continue to grow higher and higher um, and it just continued to become more beautiful. And the very end of that hike, we got, got to this little like lagoon area and the walls of the, that surrounded us went all the way up to above our head. Um, and, and at the very end of the lagoon, there was this huge waterfall that just cascaded down into this little pond area. And my sister and I, we just thought it was so beautiful and it was just very grateful that we were able to take this path. Um, even though it wasn't the ideal path, it, was, it wasn't a path that um, we would have found originally and taken, um, but because of that recommendation from that ranger um, and our willingness to try something new, we were able to see something beautiful and truly, truly touched our hearts. Um, and like I definitely felt God was speaking to me in those moments. Yeah, and I'm just, I every single time I think of that story, I continue to think of just how unwilling I was to walk up that river. Um, not only was the water really, really cold, but um, my back was hurting and I just needed a lot of help to get to the end of that river. I and mean, I'm just very grateful that my sister was able to help me through that. Um, she supported me along the way. She encouraged me and she she encouraged me to take the path that was less traveled by humans. It was um, not necessarily traveled often by um, just the common tourists of the area. So yeah, I just thought it really kind of fed into not only just our our title, but then it also fed into just like what we want to talk about today, just about friendships. Um, and we have three things we want to talk over today about being available, accountable, and vulnerable with each other. Um, and yeah, just being open to growing our friendships to a deeper level than we originally think when we think of friendship. Yeah, so um, we'll start with kind of the first one that Krista mentioned about availability. 
Um, and I really loved how in Krista's story that she said um, her sister and her, they set aside some time this summer to go on this trip together. Um, and they were really intentional about being available to each other. And then in this experience, um, her sister was there every step of the way to kind of be with her and encourage her and just kind of be with her on the journey. And um, for us, it was really important um, to kind of make sure that, you know, no matter what else is going on, like we are prioritizing our friendship to each other and the, and like our needs and always able to be there for each other. And so Krista, um, especially I think just, yeah, did this really well in college. Um, she was just always around to just up for anything fun and anything you need to do. Um, I remember one particular memory I had with Krista was when I was really upset at this guy um, because we had like kind of been like talking early on in college and I got on like a date or so and then like um, there's this like big dance coming up and I like thought he would take me we'd go together um, and instead I went there with Krista and he was with another girl and so I was so mad and I was like I got all dressed up for this idiot that had this other girl with him until I forgot about me and Krista's like yeah, yeah, you're right. He's a jerk. And she was just always like, let me go beat him up for you. And I was like, you know what? I do actually, but we didn't, we knew violence was bad. And so <laughs> we instead um, went and kicked his truck. <laughs> and so uh, he was a guy that was really, really into his truck. And so we found it in the parking lot and we went up it and sure enough, Krista kicked it with me. And so just little things like that, where it's like, um, I remember I just, you know, it's a really hard time for me kind of going through that. And Krista was just always there and she was wanting to do crazy things. Um, we went and we were walking around campus a little bit and we're praying and, and then, yeah, also had a truck kicking experience. And so I really, yeah, think availability is a really important part of um, just kind of being friends without an agenda. Like that was something I had to learn um, midway through college. I think probably Maria taught me that where it's just like, the power of just being together and not per se having any plans, but just like hanging out and just showing that you are there, what for the good times and the bads. Um, so that's kind of been my experience with uh, these two wonderful ladies with availability. I wasn't sure Maria, if you wanted to add anything else to that. Yeah, I think just, I think you just alluded to it just a little bit there as far as, cause you know, it's awesome to make plans, you know, like, okay, in two weeks, we're gonna, you know, have this movie night or whatever. And that is awesome to have. Like, I'm always down for a movie night. Um, but um, I think, yeah, just being in like the day-to-day -day activities, just always being available um, and up for, you know, something spontaneous. Like, I totally understand like work and school, like life can be busy. So like sometimes it is hard, but just making the most of the time that you do have together and being really present in that moment where, you know, if we're spending time with each other, that that's what we're doing and we're, you know, we're not, you know, getting caught up on emails or, you know, like doing other things, but trying to be more present um, and more fully available in that moment um, of when we are together. Um, and also like really like that story, Monica, that you just shared about Krista, because yeah, it's really easy to think like, oh yeah, we're available for all these really great, awesome times. You know, we would love baking cupcakes together um and um yeah you know like I said watching a movie or going for a walk and you know those are really awesome important times to be available to others 
But then um, also as far as, you know, just that story of going to like kick his truck there of being available and maybe those- His truck was not harmed in the kick. <laughs> Do not sue us. Disclaimer. But yeah, just being there and, you know, maybe the not so good times, um, which I think kind of flows then into our next topic of vulnerability of maybe being there in the hard times. Uh, when we talk about vulnerability, I think this is a hard topic to talk on because we live in a world where we can put up so many guards, just different walls, and people don't necessarily see the true self because we we put an image out that we want others, other people to see, and we don't necessarily be true, not only with ourselves, but then also with our friends around us of like who we are because we want to be we want to be better like we want to be perfect we want to be the ideal person in the worldly standard um but just like being real with our friends um about just not only our struggling but then our struggles but then also listening to what they have to say too like what what they struggle with and um accepting that as like that is that is something that is real and like that is something that people struggle with uh, I'm trying to think of like the stories in my life and I just am very grateful for both Monica and Maria. Maria, especially because you are such an awesome listener. Um, both of them, so Monica and Maria are both going for counseling right now and they do a fabulous job listening and giving the best advice. Um, so it's really it's really easy opening up to them, I think. Um, so I, I can't think of one particular story, um, but they do such a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Krista, um, I guess for complimenting us, even though you said Maria first, but um, <laughs> I just wanted to, yeah, catapult kind of off of that and also what Maria said, because Maria said something she kind of just mentioned real quick that I think is super important that I don't want to miss, um, especially like Krista in this day and age. Um, so we kind of, Krista mentioned, or Maria did someone, the first, like the three kind of points of friendship that really helped us in our friendship kind of go deeper. Um, and we kind of have them in a certain order. So first, it's like being available to each other, like Maria said, being off your phone. Um, I have a really big pet peeve um, where, I mean, my family gets mad that they can never contact me, contact me on my phone because I never like have it on me. But I personally prefer it that way because I have a big pet peeve when I'm talking to someone and they're on their phone, like whether it's like texting or like reading something because it's just like, um, I don't know, it's just to me, it's like a blatant sign that whatever I'm saying to them is not as important as whatever they're texting someone else or whatever they're looking up on their computer. Um, and so I know that if someone is not available to me, I will not be vulnerable with them. And so there are a lot of people, um, like it takes me a long time to open up to people because um, I have to like test them first, you know? And so um, I think I probably wasn't super vulnerable with Maria and Krista when I first met them. Um, just because like Krista said, like you, especially when you first meet someone, you want them, you want to show them all your good sides, right? And being vulnerable kind of shows them, you know, maybe your your lesser virtues, the virtues that you kind of struggle with, but also like things that have hurt you in the past and things that, you know, you don't want anyone else to know. And so for me, it was like a big step when I felt like, yeah, Maria and Krista were always there for me and I could trust them. And then I was able to be comfortable opening up to them. And the beautiful thing about that is that um, once you are vulnerable with someone, it's just like, like the whole dimension of the relationship changes and you just like have this 
bond with them where you're like, okay, like I feel like I can be myself. And there's like a, a certain, um, I guess a certain beauty, I keep using the word beauty, but there's a certain beauty in um, like showing someone your negatives and having them still accept you and still want to hang out with you. And I think all of us have felt rejected in some way in our lives, um, whether that's by like, you know, a significant other or a friend or a family member. And so we all have that fear of like, when am I going to become too much? When am I going to go too far? When am I going to say something that is going to be like, oh, that's so weird that you told me that you are a complete idiot. Um, but the great thing is whenever I tell Marie and Chris that they're like, oh, we're idiots too. Let's all be idiots together. <laughs> and so um, it's really good. Like, just it's still hard like I still have to um remind myself that it's a good thing to be open with others and it's a good thing to like like it's not good to keep everything hidden because um you know it's just it's not healthy for us and it doesn't help us form deep friendships and so me sharing with them also helps them grow and then they can feel comfortable sharing with me and so it's like a mutual um mutual self-gift I guess which is also like love definition of love you know so that's also good um, but yeah, so I just wanted to point out what Maria said about the whole phone thing. I really think be, being available is the step before vulnerability. And then once you're vulnerable, we have the next step, which I'm not sure whether Maria or Krista want to explain the next step of growing in friendship for life. Yeah, so I think the step, yeah, kind of after vulnerability, it's just the idea of accountability. Um, you know, when you share, you know, maybe those weaknesses or those wounds or those struggles, um, it doesn't end there. There's always room for growth. And so having, um, you know, a friend or, you know, a family member or a significant other who is available to hold you accountable um, for, you know, how it is you want to grow. Um, so if you say that maybe you're struggling with, um, you know, maybe like an addiction of some sort, or, you know, just wanting to, you know, be better at prayer, or, you know, making time for other people trying to be off your phone. So asking another person to hold you accountable is something that I have found that's like incredibly important. Um, just like in my day to day life. Um, I know I mentioned, yeah, like I, Monica and I ran cross country and track in college. And like, there was so many times, like, I did not want to get up at six o'clock in the morning and go run. Um, and I knew I would not do it if it was me making the decision on my own, but I knew that come 6 a.m. I had told Monica that, you know, we should run. And so having, you know, her as an accountability partner um, through that was really helpful to, you know, to do something that I knew was good to do, um, but needed a little bit more support or guidance along that way. Um, and I know um, throughout our time in college, we kind of, I guess, had a lot of different things that we would do as like friends that would hold each other accountable to want to improve like our faith lives as well as our friendships with one another. Um, and so I know there was like one summer that each week um, we chose like a virtue that we wanted to grow in. So, you know, one week we would say, okay, this week we want to work on patience and this week we're going to work on forgiveness and this week on love or kind of whatever we had made a schedule. And so I knew that, you know, we had a goal at the end of that week that, um, you know, at the end of this week, I have to look back and see 
where did I succeed and where did I fail um, and working towards this virtue um, because then I had to report back to Monica and Krista to share you know what did I learn about myself what was easy what was hard um, and so I knew that they were going to ask me um, and I knew that I was going to ask them and so just like having that clear goal um, with other people was something that I found to be really fruitful really helpful because um, yeah I think that the idea of accountability, yeah, just kind of builds off of that availability and vulnerability because, um, you know, we were available and um, then we kind of shared, you know, our vulnerabilities as far as, yeah, this is where I, I didn't forgive that person this week and that was really hard and, you know, admitting that and then through, um, I guess, discussing that, then we were able to say like, and this is how I'm going to try to do it better. And then we would ask each other, you know, later, be like, hey, did you said you were going to go and forgive that person? Like, did you do that? And I think that that's so powerful because, you know, like it says in the Bible, you know, iron sharpens iron. Um, and so I think that it's so important to have people in your life that are willing to hold you accountable, um, that want the best for you. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like my idea as far as accountability. Chris, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that summer we did a really good job not only keeping each other accountable, but then also we were able to share our highlights and our growth with each other. And like that was something we were able to celebrate together. So I remember just loving hearing the, the, the stories from you guys about how God was working in your life and how he was increasing, increasing patience in us by giving us opportunities to practice patience, right? And that was kind of in a way, a little bit hilarious because like we would have to try to practice it, right? And that was just really good that we were able to stay accountable um, with each other. I also think, Maria, we, we talked earlier today just about how, um, well, her and I talked before the podcast about how, yes, we need to be accountable, but it's also good to find people who um, are masters in that area of life. And I don't know, Maria, if you wanted to share the story you shared earlier with me, with everyone else. Um, it's totally up to you. I loved, I loved hearing it. It was good. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's important to, yeah, have people you can walk alongside with kind of like, yeah, what I just shared as far as everybody working on the same thing together. But I also think it's really important to, yeah, like Krista just said, to find someone that you maybe really look up to look up to um, almost as yeah like a master or like a coach I guess kind of um, who you feel like has you know can do something really well you know if you know for example if you want to learn you know to cook really well you'll you know become like a student of you know someone who's a really good chef um, or something like that and so I know yeah like in college for example um, one of my friends um, she asked me, she was like, you know, like, I really want to work on being selfless. And so she asked me to help her, you know, if an opportunity to be selfless presented itself um, to help her see that and to help her choose that. Um, and so it was really humbling, yeah, to be asked um, to help with that. And so, yeah, I know there was like a situation where it's kind of like, oh, like, should we make this plan or this plan? Well, it's more convenient to do this, but, you know, someone else wanted to do that. And I remember I kind of like 
looked at that friend um, and we had like established like a code word or something um, or like a look. So I like gave her a look um, and kind of said the code word. And so then she was kind of like, oh, okay, this is an opportunity to be selfless in that moment. And so I think just, yeah, having someone who has, um, yeah, maybe a little bit more experience um, in something um, or yeah, just has like a virtue that you really admire and really look up to because um, it's so easy for, you know, to be like, oh, like I'm really struggling in this. And then, you know, the person that you're supposed to be working with is like, oh, I'm also struggling with that. And then you can just kind of like give up then um, and not want to strive for something more versus if you're like, wow, that person gets it. There is something different about that person and I want that. Um, and so just like striving to become um, better um, is, you know, it's helpful to surround yourself by people that you want to become more like. Um, and so I know that that's kind of what I've tried to do with Monica and Krista. They both have incredible virtues, um, incredible um, characteristics about themselves that I um, definitely strive to emulate. And so, you know, there are things that I'm kind of like, you know, maybe Monica, you can teach me how to, you know, do better dances or something like that. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so not good at dancing. And I know that's like a silly example. Um, but just, yeah, like having um, people that you want to be more like, um, asking them to hold you accountable to say, you know, I want what you have. Um, I think that's a really great example of, you know, increasing that accountability in your life from a variety of facets. Yeah, I really like what you said, Maria, about finding um, someone you admire and someone you look up to and someone who has um, lived that area of their life well, I guess. Um, I just think of this sto a story that happened to me one time and it wasn't so much recently. It was sometime, I don't know, maybe in college. And one of my friends came up to me and we were talking about her relationship with the guy that she was dating. And she was expressing to me some concerns that he was having um, and some struggles that she's having with that. Um, he was struggling with uh, a porn addiction and she was recommending to him that he find people that he can, that, that, that can keep um, the accountability with each other. And he, he said he did, he had those friends to stay accountable with, but then the more she asked him and the more she did some digging, she found out that those guys also struggled with porn as well. And when they would be accountable with each other, they would just be like, yeah, same dude. Like I, I also struggle with that. Um, and not, not necessarily lifting each other up. So it is important that if you can't find someone who has mastered that area in their life, that you find someone who is at least striving wholeheartedly in that area so that they are um, looking to improve it instead of just being like saying like I'm also struggling it's more like same but I want to get better if that if that works I don't know if I, I said that a little wrong but um, yeah so that's accountability Marie, Monica do you have anything yeah no I think you guys summed it up really well with accountability um, one thing I was thinking as you guys were speaking is um, yeah I think it's great to find people that are um, like you said, if you're working to grow in a certain area, asking someone who also struggles or who is perhaps struggling more than you are is not going to help you grow. But at the same time, um, I think it's harder to be vulnerable with people that you see as perfect. Like if you're like, man, I really want to grow in patience. And there's this person who is the most patient person ever. I'm not going to go up and be like, hey, 
I am terrible. Can you please help me be awesome like you? Like, I mean, you might, but like, so I think, um, you know, you want to be careful. Like you want to, like Maria and Chris are saying, you want to find people that, you know, you look up to, but where vulnerability comes in is kind of like, you know, everyone has faults. And so you're not going to have this like perfect idol friend that you want to be just like them. It's kind of like a, you know, they have this virtue, you have that virtue and you help each other grow together. And I think that's where they say the whole like opposites attract thing, because, you know, in a relationship, uh, if the person you're dating has different strengths than you do, you guys balance each other out well, and then you don't tear each other down, you build each other up in the ways that you both need built up. And so I think one thing also that just kind of happened to work out in our friendship was, um, you know, we all had things we admired in the other person and we all had things in common. But we also have enough differences that like, yeah, something that I need help in, maybe Maria doesn't struggle with or something that Krista struggles with, maybe I can help her with or vice versa, you know, whatever it is. And so we kind of have um, a nice balance where it's not like one person is like, you are the idol of perfection that I want to be just like, right? Um, so that's just what I was thinking of what you guys were saying. But um, just to kind of wrap things up. So we kind of talked about the three, um, I guess, elements, if you will, of deepening a friendship. So starting with that availability, vulnerability, and then finally accountability. Um, I think that's kind of like, yeah, the order of, I don't know, elevation, the order in which it normally happens, but um, obviously not how it has to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, just so we kind of just wanted to share how we really grew to have a strong friendship that's kind of lasted through a couple of different twists and turns of life. Um, definitely we're not like, this is not like the cure all for any sort of friendship <laughs> ever. Um, but I will say it's been really awesome. Um, one of our, um, I don't know, one of the Catholic speakers we love listening to gave a talk and mentioned those three virtues, those three virtues or elements. And we kind of like, wow, that's really cool. We can apply that to our friendship. And that's kind of what helped us grow closer together. And um, kind of looking at like my friendships that I had in high school, um, the ones that I've carried on past college, by incorporating more of those elements in our friendship, we've actually been able to deepen our friendships too. So I think it's been really good. Um, those are just things that should be present in every friendship that you can add little by little. Um, just starting by, if you're hanging out with a friend, put away your phone or have them, you know, put away what they're working on and talk to you. Even I, I love going on walks with friends because it's a great way to be like, it's really hard to have, be on your phone and talk to your friend while you're walking. So it's kind of like a natural, like it's easier for them to focus on you, I guess, because there's not, they can't be doing all those crazy things people do. Um, <laughs> I guess they could run into something or I don't know, see a squirrel. But I mean, overall, they more or less can kind of be more available. Um, so yeah, just, um, you know, we continually have to work on being available and vulnerable and accountable to each other. And even as with this podcast, we talk about, okay, how can we, you know, deepen our friendship through this? How can we make sure we're still growing as friends through this podcast? Um, and so we have decided recently we're going to start publishing bi-weekly instead of weekly so we can devote the off weeks to growing as friends and vulnerability. Wait, I did that backwards. Availability, vulnerability, and accountability. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my wrapping up of it. Um, did you guys have anything else you wanted to add? All I really wanted to say was just to encourage everyone in their friendships that they have now. Um, it's not going to be perfect at all. Um, we're human. We make errors all the time. 
And especially when we are open with each other, it is very hard. Um, so like we, we, we talk about it and we make it almost sound easy, but um, really it, it isn't easy. And um, I just want to encourage you, like, you're not alone. Like we also struggle too with friendships and um, just continually like going back to being like, okay, I need it. I need to be there for my friends. Right. Um, so that's all I really wanted to add. Um, how about you, Maria? Any last words? Yeah, I think um, you guys did a really good job of summing it up. And I just wanted to add that, yeah, like if you're at like a point in your life where you feel like maybe you don't really have any really close friends, so you maybe feel like you can be vulnerable with or you can ask to hold you accountable. Um, I think a lot of these things can also be applied to whether it's a relationship with yourself or a relationship with God, um, you know, making that time of daily prayer of, you know, just trying to be more available to God, to be more vulnerable with God, um, and, you know, to hold yourself more accountable that these things are not solely just for friendships, that they're also can be applied to your personal life or your spiritual life, um, just work life. Um, it, it's not categorized solely into a friendship. So don't feel like it doesn't apply to you because I think we can all I'll work at being more vulnerable with ourselves, being more honest with ourselves, holding ourselves more accountable. So just, yeah, I think it applies to a lot more than just simply friendship. That's just how we view it um, as far as um, how do we view um, our idea of BFFs and what's worked for us. And I think the beautiful thing, sorry to extend up a little bit more. Maria just said something really awesome. Um, the beautiful thing about yeah, being able to apply it to yourself is that, you know, you can't give what you don't have. And there's, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. And so how can you expect to be vulnerable with others if you're not vulnerable with yourself? Or how can you expect to be available to others if you're not available to God? Or, you know, how can you expect to be accountable if you're not accountable to, you know, yourself and your goals in life or whatever? And so I think um, I've just noticed with myself, yeah, a lot of growth like when you start with yourself or you start the relationship with God, that reflects in your friendships. So if you want to be a better friend, work on yourself, right? <laughs> Easier said than done for sure. But that's just what I've noticed in my life. Um, so yeah, thank you again for uh, joining us all in our podcast. And we will close with a prayer by Krista. Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity to just talk about friendship and just um, allowing us to dive deeper in three different areas of friendship, availability, vulnerability, and accountability. Um, Lord, I ask that you might um, open our hearts to be more willing to just be our real self with those around us, um, to open up and be vulnerable. Um, give us the strength and courage to do that as well. Um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Krista. Um, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook and email. And we have been published onto all major podcast publishing platforms. So whether you have Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Break Even or something like that, whatever it is, we got it. <laughs> so we hope to see you guys there. Mm -hmm.